You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Gentlemen, you can flee the country. You can change your name. Hell, you could take jujitsu lessons at the YMCA and try to follow Delta. But nothing, nothing will save you from Delta Airlines and the watch list. <laughs> What's going on, Jess? Not too much. You? I exhausted. He looks so exhausted. I. She seriously. still looks cute. She looks very uh-huh. exhausted. Thanks. Yeah. I looked like a melted candlestick. Yeah. Look like what's his name from uh, Beauty and the Beast? Oh, the candelabra dude. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, is it just Candlestick? <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. And we're like, what's his name? The Beast is like, this is my best friend, Candlestick. <laughs> Are you on acid? <laughs> no, not currently. Oh, no, right, from movie. <laughs> not currently. Oh my gosh, I just proves how tired we are. But uh, anyway, how was your weekend, Jess? It was good. I didn't really do shit, which was super nice. I like not doing shit. I smoked weed and watched Netflix and played The Sims 4 occasionally. That's awesome. What about you? I was in Indiana. I was at Indiana and? Comic-Con. And, but the great thing was I sold 142 comic books in two Dang, days. Dang, girl. In two days, I was sold out. And then Killing Sunday, it. I wore jeans and t-shirt and I just pushed some of the company product. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, it was it was long, but, you know, Indiana is one of my favorite places. Like, downtown Indianapolis is so clean, so nice, so really? much fun. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, a lot of fun. I've never been to Indiana, so. It's, I mean, like, once you get into the northern parts, like Geary and whatnot, it gets a little ghetto. Right. But um, downtown Indianapolis, um, like, you can walk to anything. Um, there's so many uh, landmarks and... Um, you know, restaurants and, you know, music places. It's it's right. a lot of fun. And it, the whole area is designed to walk around. Awesome. And the convention center is at the heart of it. Like you go to the end of the street and there's a convention center. So there was tons of business. Awesome. So, yeah. It was. So congratulations. Thank you. You sold out. That's pretty impressive. Not a whole lot of comic artists can, well, comics. What do I, what's your like title? Writers. Writer. Okay, comic writers can say that they went to a comic con and their comic book completely sold out. Yeah, you know I'm 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 blessed. I'm yeah. blessed. And the people of Indiana, they're just different. I call it the hub of the Midwestern warmth, where even if they say no, they're still open to a comic book pitch. Right. You know, sometimes like here in Metro Detroit, like I hate to say it, but you say good morning to people and they're offended. People are assholes in yeah. the Metro Detroit area in general. That's why it's like, oh, why would we go to Detroit? People are mean. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad you have fun. I'm glad it was a successful weekend for you. It was. And we will be at C2E2 this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. 
um, at booth 631, Source Point Press, and I'll be there with my comic book, Nora. Um, a lot of people in Chicago do not have issue two yet. So um, that's what I'll be bringing. Awesome. So hopefully I'll have issue three by next month. Yes. So, and we're still waiting on Holly because um, she just got out of school. She's getting her learning on. Mm-hmm. She's a woman who knows the grind too. Yes, so, I am. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, do you know when Stranger Things comes out again, season two? No. I really, really want to know though because I love that show. Season one was awesome. I can't wait for season two. I might just watch season one again before season two comes out. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot everything. Yeah. There was a lot. I need to uh, do that. I have terrible memory. So I need to like refresh myself before right. another season comes out. I didn't feel like it was that long either. Mm-mm. I feel like maybe it was like 10 episodes or something. It wasn't a long 15, 20 something episode season. You know, right. Netflix doesn't really do that a whole lot unless it's like Orange is the New Black. Right. Because I, I finished it in a week. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah, it was it was an awesome show. So, let me ask you. Yeah. What, did, what do you think, and this is an old story by now, but of the Delta Airlines incident, what is your take on the entire thing? Honestly, I didn't read a whole lot about it because I just don't care about like negative news that much. I just know I'm not going to fly Delta. But from what I'm told, like the guy was supposed to get up from the seat because whatever, they didn't account for a stewardess like sitting down. Is that correct? They always overbook flights. It, I mean, every airlines does it. Okay. So then they asked the guy to like get off the plane and he like had some complete and utter shit fit. And then they had to like physically remove him because he wouldn't leave. Is that correct in a nutshell? Yes. Like the story I'm telling. Yes. Yep. He said because he's a doctor, and he had to get home to his patients. You know, yada yada. So on and so forth, and saying I cannot give him up my seat. Well, they yank him out of the chair. Three men do this, and and there's Holly. Hi, Holly. So they yank him out of the chair, and then he bashes his face, and. Um, he's saying, don't kill me, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's like extremely overdramatic. And you would think you would get, I don't know, a little more intelligence out of a doctor. So I feel like that was overdramatic. But I also think the way that they handled it was like really sort of excessive. Oh, it was a total shit show. And I'm going to ask Holly the same question. <laughs> Holly's getting settled in. And she's on. <laughs> so, Holly, I want your take on the Delta Airlines incident because I can see two sides to this coin. Biggest my er, headphones ever. I know, I'll just grab the ones next to them. <laughs> we'll put them back after. I was going to say, the p- people listening are like imagining these Welcome giant cartoon live, like, radio. headphones. <laughs> They kind of feel like that when you put them on. It's like a they giant They just felt like head. gigantic. What? Like they are. My head shrunk or something. <laughs> I can't hear you. You know what? I don't even know what happened with the airlines. I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> All right. Well, let me bring you up to speed. Okay. So basically, you know, well, you know this because when we went on spring break together, they overbooked our flight. Yeah. We and, had to be on standby. Right. 
Well, they had to go on the plane and say, hey, we overbooked the flight. And dude, you got to give up your seat. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we'll pay you whatever. And he's, you know, an Asian doctor. And he said, why have patients waiting on me at home? Blah, 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 blah. And he refused to give up a seat. And in his refusal, they had three cops come on the plane, yank his ass out of the seat. He bashes his face onto the um, the armchair across the aisle. He's bleeding from his face and he's screaming, don't kill me, blah, 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 blah. Actually, I'll find the video and play it for you um, because there's video of this incident and, you know, people were this was an outcry like you know how dare delta airlines do this blah 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 because it did look really fucking brutal like it was awful the whole and the thing was if you watch the video too people are like trying to act like it's not even happening yeah nobody seems to care when like you see people like videos of like people getting assaulted on the street and everybody just walks by and you're like really like you're not even gonna try and stop it you know what though when you've been traveling and i don't know and you're sitting on that airplane you're probably like come on somebody get off because i need to go home right (laughs) and you're probably i mean not saying that what they did to this guy was right but i think most of those people are probably like i just want to go home vegas was rough i need sleep (laughs) half of them are still drunk right (laughs) (laughs) like yeah get him They seem like oh they care, though. God. I mean, those people are shouting and saying it's wrong. Yeah, they just didn't want the brakes getting beat off of them, too. Right. Well, the one woman's screaming. There's videos at all different crazy angles where there's people around them like, um, this isn't happening. So, here's the thing, though. You don't tell the police no. No. They don't tend to like that at all. Well, at first, was he just talking to the airline stewardess? He wasn't talking to the police. Right. So he probably thought, screw your airline. I paid for this ticket. It's not my fault that you overbooked. But overbookings do happen. Usually they don't ask a particular person to get out of their seat. They usually what they do is announce before people even get on the airplane, have you ever sat there while you were waiting to board and you heard anybody um, willing to, you know, take a um, saying that they would exchange their ticket for another day or another time because the flight is overbooked. So they give them either incentive like, a, I don't know, like a free flight for uh, next time they come or something like that, like a discount. Right. Right. I mean, that's happened many times. So why did they wait till he was already on the plane and say, you in particular have to get off and you have to give up your seat? See, I don't I didn't understand that either. Like, why? how was he already on the plane and why him? And. Like, why is he giving up his seat when what are they going to do with his seat? Like, who is getting his seat? Right. But didn't you say you thought it was another stewardess or something? Well, yeah, that's what I'm told, but I've never. I haven't flown that much, number one. Number two, I've never heard of someone being like, well, we're overbooked. You're going to have to wait and take the next flight. 
Why do they so overbook? That's why that's new to me. I don't know. It seems pretty stupid because then you are just inconveniencing your customers, which good customer service, like you don't really want to do that if you want them to keep coming back to you. I right. would think it was an accidental like thing with the computers or I don't know, their system maybe faulting and not realizing that that so many tickets have been sold. Um, if it is actual occurrence where they made it happen, where they overbooked because they think that people are going, either going to not show up for their flight or, I don't know, uh, back out of it. That's a good call. Yeah. Then, you know, I can see them trying to save their butt and still make money, but then you risk people getting upset. Um, and what they really should have done instead of going up to that guy and saying he needed to get off. And then once he refused bringing the police in, what they should have done is said, uh, you know, our, our went on with their spiel about the flight being overbooked, saying that they would appreciate if he, you know, got off the flight and that they would give him something for it in return. And that it's a big, you know, uh, faults on them and be very curious to him and then say, if he absolutely cannot get off this flight because of whatever reasons, which he had reasons that they will, you know, then ask the whole plane if there's anybody who would be willing to go back another time and offering that if they hadn't already done that. Cause I don't, it doesn't seem like they already offered that unless this was like their last resort. And then I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say cause there's so many factors and I don't know exactly the whole situation. Um, but I would have done that. I was asked the whole plane and announced it on the plane. Is there anybody on this flight right now who would be willing to give up their seat? And then saying to that guy, because if nobody else is willing to give up their seat, we have to, you know, take your seat either because of the positioning in the aircraft where this is our, where our stewardess needs to go. And this is for safety purposes. And this is a legal requirement by the government or wh- whatever it, it is. And then say, explaining it to him that way, not just pull your ass out of the seat because we chose you. Right. Like, well, you got the lucky number. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and then was he that? feels discriminated against. Right. <sighs> the, and I mean, the thing, too, like, like you said, like, oh, if you're willing to go another time, you know, there's a lot of the planning that goes into like a vacation. Like, oh, let me yeah. call the Radisson or let me call Sandals. There's got to be one person on that flight who. You know, has one of those jobs where they work on their computer and they could stay on the other day. Right. Or something. Or someone who's like, hell yeah, I want another uh, ticket for free in the future. And I'll, you know, and you're going to give me a make it up for me. And I just find it very hard to believe that no one would give up their seat. Right. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I'm that surprised because people are just so offended nowadays. Like, why me? I'm not being my seat. I'm a very important person. Right. Everyone I, feels that way about themselves, even if they're like a janitor. I would think Hell that he no. would be the asshole if, <laughs> if it was came down to it. And maybe we didn't see some of the footage. Maybe they started recording after it was already, after it already escalated and they had already explained it to him in the nicest way they possibly could because we're only seeing, you know, so much of this. Right. But um, if... They had explained it to him and said all the things that I had said, uh, whether it be this is the seat that we need to choose and it happens to be you because this is our legal requirements for the stewards to be here and this is a safety precaution thing or whatever it may be. 
if they explain that to him and he still refused and still refused and then they're like, we're bringing in legal, you know, enforcement. They're going to throw you off the plane, sir. Please don't do not make us uh, do that to you. Right. Exactly. Warning shot. Yeah. And uh, if they warned him and he still continued and he still was being rowdy, then, you know, that's on him. Yeah. See, that's that's what I'm wondering, too. Like, you know, we're only seeing something from someone's cell phone you know, in that moment. So, yeah, you're right. We didn't know about the events leading up to that at all. So, um, but you know what's interesting about this story is that amidst all this political stuff, I mean, Hillary and Trump supporters all stopped and went, that's fucked up. (laughs) Like, it was something we could all finally agree on. Yeah, like, (laughs) that's messed up. The only thing that everybody can agree on is that that was excessive. Yeah, and that that guy is suing the shit out of Delta. I would too. So I was gonna say that too because I was gonna say if if they didn't give him all the legal spiel about you know we're gonna bring in the enforcement and all these things to cover their butt to show him that this is serious, right? We're not need to give up your seat. This is not a yes or no question. This is you need to get up now. Uh. Then I was going to say he had, I do feel like he has room to, to have a lawsuit because it does seem kind of like discriminatory. He could fight that. Yeah. And and how, how did these officers not even think like, you know, in this day and age, someone's going to record this and this is going to turn into quote police brutality. Cause this is not like you're in line for, you know, to be searched your luggage and you're like, no, I don't want to give you my bag. Right. You know, it's not like they have an armed weapon on him. You didn't need to manhandle him unless he's absolutely like grabbing onto his chair and like, I am not giving up my seat and you have to pry me off of it. Then I can right. see, okay, now you're you're, you're going to get your head bashed because you're being just stubborn. It's weird, though. I mean, we <laughs> in this day and age, flying sucks just because from from the from the get go, as soon as you walk in those doors, you're treated like a criminal. Right. I mean, that's what our world has come to, though. Where we, I mean, did you see that Facebook Live murder? Oh, I heard about that from a client of mine today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy you heard, <clears throat> excuse me, you heard that uh, he's dead now, right? Yeah. Didn't he shoot himself? Yeah, in his car. Uh, is from what I hear, but. The world is, I mean, it's a crazy place and I understand and they want people to be safe so they have to treat us all. I mean, they have to treat us all or will be discriminatory thing where they're pointing out people and you look like a suspect. Um, Then I'll make us feel that way so we can eventually be safe. Right. I mean, it's 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 come to the point where we are such a nanny nation and borderline communist because we do have to treat everybody the same now. And we're like, there's pros and cons to that. And where do you draw the line? It's it's, we, this is a wild society. Like I'm talking like, I look at this shit, like end of days type stuff. People have lost their damn minds. Although I think I had told you the story about when I was in the airport and they obviously thought I looked suspicious because I was trying to find my baggage when I was coming back home. And I was going between two different uh, bagging areas. 
and because I didn't know it didn't say which one was where my stuff would be because it didn't announce it yet. So I was peering around and then an officer came up to me and he's like, can you come here for a second? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and then uh, when I started speaking to him, because he was asking me questions about where I was coming from, where I'm going after I leave the airport, he's like, oh, oh, you're American? Okay, never mind. Uh-huh. That's what he said to me. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Mm, true story. <laughs> That's exactly what he said to me. He's like, oh, you're American? Okay, never mind. Because there was, there was some, um, I, I don't know what nationality they were, but I could hear them. They were foreign, standing around that same uh, baggage area and so I don't know if they thought I belonged to them with them but I thought it was really weird and very wrong that they would be like oh well you're American okay no well never mind right because I mean I'm glad that they let me go and I was fine and everything because I, I wasn't doing anything wrong thank god I'm white <laughs> but anyone could do something you know right right well in not the- just people who are not you you know from the u.s and meanwhile there's strip search and grandma over here it's like come on people i just i don't even know and those random searches at the border those aren't random that's total bullshit oh they're not random at all no 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 even look slightly middle eastern they're definitely searching you oh yeah if you're like a white woman like you're good you know they might occasionally stop at you to like, you know, and stop one white woman just to be like, oh, no, we're not racist. We're doing this to everybody. It's just, you know. And I know a Lebanese man who was afraid to travel during, you know, uh, 9-11 because of what happened back then. And he's afraid of them looking at him and seeing that he's Lebanese and just, you know, harassing him. That's completely understandable. Right. It's awful. It's sad that you're like, oh, no, that makes sense because it shouldn't. But that's awful. But so discrimination still does exist, but it's getting better where at least it's cracking down for all of us and that we all have to go through this. I still feel bad for, you know, people who are have it worse than us who are looked at and whether Lebanese or another uh, nationality and uh, picked apart for it. It, Yeah. They look, um, every, everyone, that's the thing too, is everyone has to be seen as an extremist in order for these radicals to be put under control. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how it's going to get, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to get any better, to be honest. Like, I hate to sound bleak or anything, but it's just just a weird, a weird state our culture is in right now, is all I'm saying. But my dad, interestingly enough, said that he read about a couple that made $10,000 in one weekend from giving up their seat. They would book these flights and they, the ones that were going to be overbooked. And they would get on and they'd say, you know, who wants to give up their seat? And they, they would give it up because they would give you like $1,000. Really? Yeah. I need to start like, like how do you check like which ones are going to be overbooked? Just make sure you're <laughs> right, <laughs> not that's wasting the thing. money. I'd like to know this trick so I can it's like utilize flipping it in my houses life. for 
for uh, the airline industry. Yeah, right. I'm like, I'm down with this. I can like make flip a flight of that. A thousand dollars in cash, or like a thousand dollars worth of future travel in cash. Cash. Ooh, I didn't even think that they gave cash. I thought you just gave vouchers. Well, according to. Uh, Complex.com. Delta Airlines will offer almost $10,000 for passengers to give up their seats after the United incident. Competition among businesses always tend to be good for consumers. The latest people uh, to benefit from the battle to offer the best deal might be flight passengers who stand to gain in a big way as competing airlines respond to United's latest incident. According to memos obtained by the Associated Press, Delta Airlines is set up to um, set up to ante up uh, for the customers being asked to give up their seats. Uh, Gates agents will now be able to offer up $2,000 in compensation to customers. Nice. A raise from the previous max offer of $800. And supervisors will be able to offer $9,950 up from the previous $1,350. Delta's raise looks like a direct response to the recent United controversy. Prior to Dr. (laughs) David Dio... Uh, being dragged off the plane by local police. Reports claim passengers on the flight were offered uh, $800 plus a hotel room as compensation for giving up their seat. When no one took the offer, United just uh, just began just picking names of passengers who they then asked to leave their seats in order to sleep the flight staff. So you were right about the... the um, It was for yeah. uh, staff. Yeah. Staff, right. Um, okay, so they... To take it back a little bit. So they did offer them something to give up their... So th- they did go through that spiel before they actually, like, dragged this man off the plane. Right. But All you're right. also right in that he was picked. He was selected. Like he, They just picked his name out of a hat. Oh, okay. It wasn't for any specific purpose. But, but you could see it as racism because you know that last name is Asian. Yeah. Right. So they put yeah, themselves so he does have all. some kind of case that... Where he could possibly win, especially next, with his footage. Right. Next time, pick Joe Smith. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Joe Schmo. Uh, watch him be black. <laughs> oh, we just can't win. Uh, the power move from Delta comes as United struggles to do damage control following their incident with Dio. Um, United has changed their stance on whether the flight, the flight Dio was dragged from was overbooked or not. Weird. A distinction which could get them in a lot of legal trouble. Uh, though they have changed their policy on removing customers from flights for the sake of the staff. It's unclear if United will make a similar change to the amount of money available um, to offer customers moving forward. Aside from United and Delta, American Airlines, who has updated their rules to assure customers uh, can't be removed from a plane to see someone else, is one of the few airlines to go public with policy changes in the last week. Other airlines have been reluctant to share how much they are willing to pay uh, customers to give other seats. Did you just say that they need to check to see if they really were overbooked or not? Yeah. So how do you not know you're overbooked or not once you have everybody on the plane? That's the thing. They're trying to say, did they actually know that they were overbooked or did, were they just picking on him to be an asshole? So... <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, United has changed their stance on whether the flight Dio was dragged from was overbooked or not. Wouldn't those people... Well, we think if, it was if overbooked. They, if they weren't overbooked and they just dragged that man off to be 
whatever ruder total dicks <laughs> wouldn't they tell that no one's sitting in that chair and that there's no purpose for that by the other people on that flight and that they could testify for that right because well now what comes into question is the intent is it was it a racist intent that's probably the first thing that comes into question you know they're gonna take people from I mean, probably the person who recorded that film, a couple other people from that flight, probably make them go to court and on that legal case. And he's a doctor, too. You know, he's got like the best lawyers ever. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, he's he's got seven of them. He's going to buy Delta Airlines. You watch. (laughs) Right. Dio (laughs) Airlines. I own you guys. (laughs) Mm hmm. Do you guys see that? Revamp the whole. Air, airline industry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only Asians can fly now. <laughs> Asian <Suck> airline. <laughs> uh, did you guys see that meme of Negan from Walking Dead? No. Yeah. <laughs> he was walking down the aisleway with a bat with barbed wire, and it says the new face of Delta Airlines, <laughs> United Airlines. I feel like I'm living in a cave the last week or something. <laughs> it's all bad news. Yeah, there's nothing, like, you know, poppy or happy to say. Right. I didn't, I wouldn't have heard about that um, Facebook Live murder had it not been for my clients today. I'm like, what the hell is going on in the world? I keep seeing people post about it. That's the only reason on Facebook. Um, I didn't, you know, obviously didn't see the actual live footage or anything by that guy. But uh, yeah, I heard that he was traveling to different states because he, where did he originally start out at? I can't remember now where he, he killed that 80 something year old man. Or oh yeah, he, yeah, he was in his seventies, and he was like a, a grandpa. And yeah, and so people were posting sweet pictures of him t- in his memory and saying that he didn't deserve to be killed. Uh-huh. Why was he killed? What was the intent? Yeah, why okay, did so the, the guy the guy went spree? on a killing spree? They said because of his girl. Oh, geez. oh yeah, this is the guy, and his girl like broke up with him, so he so, killed yeah. a bunch of people. Which you know, that makes no sense, but. I mean, obviously, running around and murder killed, spree I wonder? isn't. I don't know. I didn't hear anything about that. My girlfriend Amber was telling me about it earlier, and he, she said that this guy, like, with this, I think that's the same guy that got caught at McDonald's, right? He yeah. ordered yeah, like yeah. twenty he, chicken nuggets. He, yeah, he ordered chicken nuggets, and then the worker, one of the workers, recognized him, tried to make him stay by just prolonging the order. Like making yeah, it. Yeah, they said that he had to like pull and they, up well, and they wait. called the police, which was very brave of them because knowing that he was armed and he was killing random people, yeah, and that he could probably snap at any moment if he was aggravated or if they were keeping him for too long. He must have been really hungry and really needed those order, I need to get out of here and shoot some people, you know. But they weren't able to keep him long enough for the police to get there, and but they were um, on his trail, and then I think that's eventually. And he was in Pennsylvania, I think, when he killed himself. Uh, and eventually, once the police were on his trail and closer to him, he ended up committing suicide and shot himself in the car. Yeah, you're right. It's Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, I really thought that only, like, skinny white dudes were the people that went on, like, crazy murder sprees. Because that's usually what happens. Chris told me today, people, said like, something about it. Or something, like, crazy. Well, getting out of their mind. Yeah. But I was like, aren't all like serial killers like middle-aged white dudes? (laughs) So I don't know. That one kind of threw me for a loop, the whole situation. Like your girlfriend breaks up with you and then you go murder a bunch of random people. But obviously somebody who's going to murder anybody 
clearly isn't seen. So there's that. I feel really bad for the um, family. The family, uh, especially since that was documented in Facebook Live and having to, I hope, hopefully they didn't watch it, but I think, I think his, that was um, someone, I think his daughter that was who, Facebook or his, his, yeah, he yeah. was Facebook Live and killing people. Jeez, I didn't know that. It's going to come yeah. down to not like letting us wow. do that anymore. I think he wanted probably his ex-girlfriend to see and suffer like knowing that Jeez, he wanted everybody to know because I guess it was widely viewed. Yeah. And uh, so I think that actually one of the, one of the, I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy who passed away. It was uh, Mr. Godwin. He was Mr. 74. Mm-hmm. Mr. Godwin, I think one of his family members actually did see the footage and Jesus. said that he looked very scared and, and, well, obviously he looked very scared, but um, to see your relative in that state and to see footage of that is just really horrifying. You'll never get that out of your head. No. Ever. Not have peace of mind that that he that justice you know justice will never be brought. So. No. No, There's nothing to rectify that. No matter if the guy killed himself or not eventually. It's not justice. No. No. According to the New York Times, the killing of Mr. Godwin, 74, and the resulting video widely viewed before uh, being removed from Facebook set off outrage and renewed questions about how the social media giant po- uh, poli- polices, excuse me, uh, violent and offensive content. The suicide of the gunman who had no criminal record left investigators with no ready explanation for the story. In his video, he said he was looking for someone to kill and settled on Mr. Godwin, apparently at random. He was He demanded that his victim say the name of Mr. Stevens' girlfriend and added, she's the reason this is about to happen to you. In another video he posted, he said that he had killed multiple people, but the police said there was only one known victim. He later spoke with police uh, by phone, although officials have not revealed what was said. We would like to... We would like to have brought Steve in peacefully and really talk and find out exactly what happened, uh, why this happened, because there might be other people out there in similar situations um, that we can help. The killing and Mr. Stevens' flight set off intense news covered widespread fear and a vast hunting for the F- involving the FBI, the United States Marshal Service, and several state and local police agencies. Investigators had picked up a ping from his cell phone near Erie uh, on Sunday and had searched the area without success, Chief Williams said. Um, so, especially going back to the whole Facebook thing, like that was viewed by probably a thousand people before it was removed. My problem is that in this day and age with how much technology we have and, and how much things we can do, why can, can't we track someone to the particular area that they're at? Uh, I find it weird. I mean, I know that if people go in certain areas, you can lose signal and that, but I don't think he should have lost signal or, don't they have tracking? I always feel like the government's had tracking devices they, on us. Honestly, like yeah. if you have Google on your phone, it literally tracks everywhere that your phone goes. Right. It's not down to a T. Like I blacked out one night way back a while and 
I like looked on my Google timeline to see where I went. You know what I'm saying? And it literally gives you like a street by street. All they really had to do was call a cell phone provider and get his location. I don't understand why that didn't happen. So, right. And, and even when you go on Facebook, it gives you options to check in. Right. At multiple locations around you. Right. right. I know that you can turn off the feature of where you're located and you can hide that on your settings on your phone, at least on iPhones. I know you can do that. But the government should be able to turn that on. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing can save you from the watch list. We've been saying that forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> How come they couldn't find this asshole? And the other weird thing I find about this story is that usually when shootings happen over a domestic situation, like a losing a girlfriend or wife or whatever it may be and you're mad and you're going on a rampage usually you go after that person in particular that you're mad about or sad about yeah. or you go after their family you usually hit them close to home so i don't understand why he went after strangers this guy was off his rocker man yeah i don't know i'm not saying that he should have went after her family or her or anything like that i'm definitely not saying that no it's just but confusing I don't really understand why he chose this elderly man in particular to try to hurt her because obviously he's making this man say her name but before he dies. Facebooking it live to show her, hey, fuck you. Look at what you did. You're going to cause this man pain and suffering in his whole family. And it's definitely not her fault. No. Because I don't want people to believe that I'm saying that it is her fault about that either, but why this man? Right. Some random old dude out of nowhere. Old defenseless dude. Yeah, exactly. Like you couldn't have picked a more, you know, helpless victim besides a kid. Right. Elderly people are not very agile. They can't really defend themselves. Plus, I mean, if you're not armed, like you're screwed anyways. Someone's got a gun in your face. Right. So that is crazy. I'm like so close to just giving up on humankind. She is very lucky to be alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually amazing to me that he didn't kill her. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I would have thought even after choosing a random stranger that he, he would have been like, well, it's all over now. Might as well go to her house and do whatever. You know, like, right. Do whatever. Because yeah. obviously he was that upset, sad, whatever was going through his mind. That he was willing to do this to people. That it just very much shocks me that he couldn't, or, you know, that he didn't do this to her. Maybe or at least try to, tr like, travel to her. And obviously, I don't know where she lives, like, what state it was. And he was traveling to different states when he did this. To either, f f like, flee from the police or whatever he was doing. I wonder, she's probably still thinking about it. Like, what, like, what if it had been me or. Oh, yeah. I would definitely think happened. that. I'm There's like, probably a million things going through her mind right now. I'm like, I'm lucky I'm alive, but it's sad too because, you know, and I don't know if he wanted her to live so that he, she could forever feel sadness from what happened. That's Who what knows? I was thinking. It's the only thing that actually makes sense out of the whole entire situation. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, you're, you know, of course, you're going to be scarred and you're going to be all messed up and. Well, I'm going to change your life. We need closure, you know, so. Well, I mean, none of those families with, get any closure whatsoever. Right. And, but I mean, like her in particular, since she was allowed to live, of course, that's going to mess up your whole dating 
after that and you're not going to be able to connect with people now no. as well and you're not going to trust anyone and that's going to mess up your whole life because you're going to have to have therapy after that. A lot of lives were ruined by this whole damn thing. And it was all over a breakup. Like, if you have mental disorder that severe, like, go seek help. You know, keep it your problem. Don't go out there and ruin other people's lives just I, because you need help that you're clearly not getting. Right. I, like, even nowadays with people that I know and if they tell me that the, somebody seems a little off, and that they seem like they have some mental issues, I always say, whatever decision you make in that relationship, do not, if you're going to break up with them or do whatever or have any contact with them after, if they need to, whether you just broke up with them and they need to come pick up their stuff mm-hmm. or whatever's going on, do not be there by yourself. No, never. Like, have okay. a couple people with you because I don't trust people, like no. mentally unstable people. Or go meet them in public. Bring their stuff with you if it's enough that, you know, you can carry in a couple of boxes. Like, right. Because I think about this other story, and I know we keep spinning off story and story and story. That's fine. There's another story that I uh, read about where it was a young girl. She, I want to say she was only like, she was barely even 21. I don't even know if she was actual 21. I think she was 19. Sorry for my foggy memory, but mm-hmm. uh, living in California with one of her best guy friends. Did you guys read about this? Mm-hmm. Living this with recent? Yeah, no. uh, a few weeks ago. Living with the best guy friend of hers. They had been living together for a little while. Um, she's from a different state, so she connected with this guy and uh, like that turned into her boyfriend. Not the guy she was living with, but a different guy. Decided she was going to move back home and live with him, the new boyfriend. So, uh, I don't really know what happened in between that, but obviously the guy that she was living with that was just her friend, she seemed sad about, or he seemed sad about her leaving. So, she told her friend that she had told him that she was moving out of the house and she was gathering her stuff and... Um, she went to breakfast with one of her girlfriends and she said, I need to go back to the house and I need to say, you know, my, my last few things to him because I can tell he's sad and, and I just want to say bye and give him a hug. So she went back to the house to say bye before she was about to move, um, out of California and the guy killed her. Damn. That's, that's pretty crazy. So her best guy friend that she was living with, when she went back to say that she was moving and say bye, he like killed her. And he actually was the one who told on himself. He called the police and he's like, there's a girl dead and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, man, when, when love really is an illness. You know, like you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes when you're like super in love. Um. Yeah, it's just that's the only thing that you see, and that's the only thing that you have. Like I, I, I don't know. <coughs> that's messed up. Well, yeah, because obviously with that situation, I would think that he was in love with her, and that's why he killed her because he didn't want her to go away. He didn't want her to be with anybody else either. Yeah, yeah but that's not love, like. 
that's right. sickness. It's, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's right. thin lines. Yeah. Yeah. Thin lines. Infatuation with somebody or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah, that's intense infatuation. Um, but yeah, the whole point of it is I don't trust people. So if you feel like you're in a situation where you feel like you want to get out of it and you feel like they're a little bit off, it's okay to have someone else there with you. And if you feel unsafe ever, don't second guess it. Just go with your intuition because your intuition is always right. And you rather be safe than sorry. Right. Agreed. Well, on that note, I think we should take a, a 10 minute break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Royals and, you know, Satan and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're all the Illuminati. Uh, we'll be right back. Then we're back. We're sitting here eating Slim Jims and Popsicles. <laughs> and listening to uh, Outcast. But, all right. According to childabuserecovery.com, now this article... It states, this is one of a series of articles taken from eyewitness testimony before the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels. Five international judges are examining evidence of child rape, torture, murder, and kidnapping allegedly done by global elite members of the Ninth Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice Cult Network. Uh, <clears throat> the article is titled, European Royals Killing Naked Children for Fun at Human Hunting Parties. <clears throat> Teens were drugged, stripped naked, and raped, hunted down in the woods, and killed by European royals, according to this week's latest eyewitness, uh, eyewitness to testify before the International Common Law of Justice in Brussels. This woman was the fourth eyewitness to give accounts of these human hunting parties of the global elite Ninth Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice Cult Network. A former member of the Netherlands Criminal Drug Syndicate known as Octopus, testified that these victims were obtained <clears throat> for these human hunting, hunting parties from juvenile detention centers in Belgium and Holland. In 2004, I was involuntary witness to torture, rape, and murder sessions of drug children performed for a group of high-ranked people of the Netherlands, stated a woman. I was taken to a hunting party in Belgium, close to Brussels, where I saw two boys and a girl ages 14 and 16 hunted and killed by global elites. The human hunting party was heavily guarded by the Netherlands Royal Guards. I was told that King Albert of Belgium was present. Four eyewitnesses confirmed it as children and youths. They were forced to attend human hunting parties where the other children were being raped and some killed, uh, and deceased boys' penises were cut off. Allegedly, there was a Dutch countryside palace where boys' penises were displayed like trophies on a wall. Some hunting parties were hosted on the grounds of the Belgian Queen Beatrice's palace. Wow. That's What's just, the source from? This sort of childabuserecovery.com, and this was taken from a series of eyewitness testimonies before the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels. Um, and I mean, this goes on. That I only read That sounds not pretty legit, half. though. Yeah. The source. That is sick. I mean, if there's several eyewitnesses, and this is a super long article. So why would they cut off their genitals? As trophies. <laughs> so this is some sort of, like, satanic, like, 
cult pretty much. And this is just what they do for sporter. They like offer these kids up as like sacrifices. Yeah. They were a part of juvenile detention centers. Wow. That's sick. So they pretty much see them as worthless. Right. So they're just like, and nobody cares about you. Like you're a worthless human. We'll just use you in our, you know, human. We thought that annual hunger games. They probably thought they wouldn't be, you know, not notice that the people were gone and that. Right. Um, Like probably like no one cared about them or whatever. And this is all alluding to the fact or alluding to that these, (laughs) that this is a satanic cult. You know, I mean, it's. (sighs) Was that the only article you find about that? Yeah, I had seen this. uh, Somebody had posted it um, on my feed. Amnesty has been offered to citizens or employees of the Vatican Crown of England, churches or governments willing to give sworn testimony or evidence that leads to the prosecution of these global elites suspected of committing these crimes. Rewards up to 10,000 euros or around $13,660 was available through the ICLCJ court. Um, the, I, the, that same court has been overwhelmingly have been overwhelmed with newly discovered evidence and a number of new witness test, uh, witnesses coming forward to testify about the Ninth Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice activities. They have uncovered Ninth Circle Satanic Cult member possible involvement in the international child sacrifice, kidnapping, exploitation, and drug rings. The five international judges and 27 jury members were expected to remain in session uh, for at least a year due to the complexity of the cases. Last week, an Irish police investigator reported to the court that uh, close to 800 babies buried in the Catholic nun's septic tank were dismembered, decapitated, and in bits and pieces, signs that they could have been murdered in satanic child sacrifices, sacrificial rites. In the last few months, that same court has heard that these heart-wrenching testimonies about the rape, torture, and murder of these children are as recent as uh, 2010 by Catholic leaders, European royal family members, and the other global elites. Murder sites in the Ninth Circle Satanic Child Sacrifice cults were said to be in the catacombs of Catholic cathedrals, including the Vatican, and on private estates, military establishments, and groves in Belgium, Holland, Spain, Australia, France, England, and the United States. I actually read an article recently. Um, and this, these actually several Catholic Church sites um, who are in total disagreement of the Pope's policies was that Satan has in fact invaded the Vatican, and that we are going to see the initiation of the Lesser Days. Well, that's creepy, especially with new stuff like that coming out. Right. Wasn't it the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it the Catholics, um, the Catholic whole, I hate to say whole religion, but wasn't it the Catholic religion that had the incidences with the young Boys, oh, the molestations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were priests that were uh, and now they're molesting like children, supposedly hunting children. Well, and Why they have something against children. They like didn't go to prison or anything like that. They just got, you know, screwed out of being an actual priest after that, right? Because there was separation of church and state. Is that how that worked out, or did the fathers go to like prison? Mm. 
Um, do you know, Casey? I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, and these are like Catholics that are going and like raping and sacrificing kids to Satan. Or this is yeah, a, this is like it's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, you know they'll hunt them for sport. Once they find them, they'll rape them. You know, and kill them. Jesus Christ, that is sick. Yeah. And it's all part of this satanic cult. And it all comes back to, of course, the Illuminati. You guys believe in the Illuminati? Yep. I don't, I mean, what is the Illuminati supposed to be is what I'm confused about. A satanic um, cult. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Yeah. And the, there is a supposed hierarchy of um, celebrities, po- political officials that are all a part of this cult that have um, upper hands in all areas of media, whether it be politics, um, entertainment, so on and so forth. Right. Is now, this- I thought that part was the Illuminati. I yeah, did not know be- that it was satanic cult. Is this supposed to be satanic? I know, I know that, um, the Illuminati, like you said, was supposed um, to be like an elite group. It's supposed to be like the overseeing of all things, um, controlling, like mass controlling people's minds and keeping things under wraps. Um, but I, I didn't, yeah, I'd be, well, I mean, the, the actual word, it means um, special enlightenment or knowledge, uh, like a higher knowledge of something. Um, it's weird because it says there's a, a supposedly an Illuminati official dot org. <laughs> Welcome. We appreciate your interest in our organization. Use our official website for details uh, on our members, contact information, how to join our beliefs, messages and more. Um, the Illuminati is an elite organization of world leaders, business authorities, innovators, artists, and other influential members of this planet. Our coalition unites influencers of all political, political, religious, and geographical backgrounds to further the prosperity of the human species as a whole. Uh, I think this is a bunch of bullshit, this entire website. I don't think that's the actual Illuminati. Um, why would you have a website? Yeah, I feel like they don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's weird. And you can join. Right, that's supposed to be uber secret, but they're like, here's your sign up form. Right, we're sending you a package in the mail. Right. Yeah, that website's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the story is bullshit. I and mean, it, it sounds... and there's a Facebook page. It's like, no, this is all crap. There's like, yeah. I don't think that anonymous... I mean, they have a Facebook page. I don't think yeah. that's actual anonymous. No. I don't think so at that all. That kind of defeats the purpose of being anonymous. Exactly. So. That's not the real. That. If Mr. Robot has taught me anything, it's the fact that people go underground when they're doing shady shit. They don't make a <laughs> Facebook page for it. There's like a page for everything, but yeah. doesn't mean that's a legit page. <laughs> no. Um. So now the actual uh, government is offering money to any details that may lead to prosecution for these people. Yep. Because that's pretty legit. Like, the government doesn't do that unless that's a thing. That's that's the part where I'm like, okay, this isn't bullshit. No, it doesn't sound like it. Not if they're offering reward money for 
you know, people come forward with testimony and proof. Right. But that means that it actually has to match the proof that they already have, which means they have something. Right. So they've, I mean, they've been hearing about this since 2010. Yeah. You know, which means it's been an ongoing investigation for over seven years. Well, seven years. How sick do you have to be too to have like a penis as a trophy? Yeah. Like why do you want a dead dick sitting on your wall? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Like, especially when they say, you know, in, in underground catacombs in the Vatican that they're finding like all these, you know, um, body parts and dismembered babies. Um, this article here, uh, telegraph.co.uk, the devil is lurking in the very heart of the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican's chief exorcist claimed on Wednesday. Father Gabriel uh, Amorth said people who are possessed by Satan vomit shards of glass and pieces of iron. He added that the assault on Pope Benedict on Christmas Eve by a mentally unstable woman and the sex abuse scandals which have engulfed the church in the U.S., Ireland, Germany, and other countries were proof that the Antichrist was waging a war against the Holy See. The devil resides in the Vatican, and you can see the consequences, said Father Amorth, 85, who has been the Holy Chief's chief exorcist for 25 years. Um, while there was a resistance and mistrust towards the concept of exorcism among some Catholics, Pope Benedict has had no such doubts. His Holiness believes wholeheartedly that the practice of blah, 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 blah. But, um, no, I'm reading all kinds of articles right now from the Catholic Church that they, they are just convinced like stone cold convinced that, I mean, if you're religious, if you believe in heaven or hell or, you know, so on and so forth that, but there is evil going on in the Vatican. Things aren't the way they used to be. They're so closed mouth about everything that happens in there that, I mean, there's gotta be some really messed up shit going on for people to actually within the church be coming out and saying that because they like to keep everything under wraps. Yeah. These people who are coming forward about this uh, supposed proof, they're risking their lives. Yeah. So there has to be some weight to it. Just like we always talk about with people um, on these a specials that are, you know, chiefs of police, mm-hmm. you know, mayors, what have you, they report about, UFO sightings. You're risking your whole reputation by going on live yeah. TV or, you know, going on national TV and saying, Hey, I was probed in the butt by an alien. Like, <laughs> you know, there has to be weight to it. Yeah. People aren't going to go out and destroy their lives to make some like random story up about that. You know what I'm saying? Especially not if you're somebody that has something to lose. Like, you know, being hireable to anybody and anybody not thinking you're crazy to get anywhere in life. Like, you don't just come out and say that. I mean, if you're somebody that has nothing to lose, then fine. You don't have anything to lose. People that have a lot to lose coming out and saying stuff like that, it holds more weight. Right. You know, because you wouldn't just do that for nothing and throw your whole entire life away because people are going to look at you differently. Right. So, but that... Man, that is sick. I wonder how long that's been going on for. Probably forever of people. Right. Well, now, I mean. Teens. And they're just uh, teens in a detention center. Like, nobody's like, hey, where did my kid go when they go on visitation day? 
I well see this is in Belgium, so I don't know what oh, yeah. the rights are there. Okay. You know, um they could just as easily make up a story like, hey, your kid was getting rowdy or like, I don't know, kill themselves. Yeah, by somebody in here. Right, exactly. That's crazy. And severely disturbing. And the last, I mean, they said they know that it's been happening like, whoa, since 2010. So that's the last seven years, at least. I wonder how, I mean, they must do like some extreme vetting to have people come and play in their human hunting games because how have they not like gotten somebody in there like on the sly, you know what I'm saying, to right. witness it. Yeah, it's been seven years they've been investigating it. How you do know? you keep something like that under wraps? How 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 would, I mean, I'm going to step into the sadistic mind of one of these assholes. Think, how can you keep something like that under wraps for so long? What was, your, what was your thinking process? That no one would ever find out about this? You have to have a lot of fucked up friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot know. of people are the same way that, as you are. And would not, you know, think it's strange, I guess, enough to go and write on you. I mean, what about... Are we scared of you? All the guards, right, exactly. though. Like, all those guards can't be, like, in the occult, right? Right. So after you, like, leave your job one day, or you just like, hey, I just got saw a bunch of kids murder. Well, like, like Holly maybe just, I tell someone just mentioned, like, ruled by fear. Just like the plane incident. Like, yeah. I'd rather look away than deal with it because I feel, like, inferior. I'm not high up there. Mm-hmm. These people, you know, have power and that I don't have, and... What is my voice going to do? Right. right. You have to worry about your family and them coming after it because, you know, if you say anything, that's the first thing that's going to happen. Like, boom, you disappear. It's happened all throughout time when people have said stuff that they weren't supposed to say. Yeah. <clears throat> Usually people who come forward and do th- say those things, they feel like they have really nothing to lose because either they don't really have much of a family already or... They're just like sick of being in this position and witnessing these things and having that guilty conscience where they're like, I'd rather die then than right. live this kind of life where I feel like I'm doing an injustice to God probably and to these people and these kids and their parents. Right. I don't want to live this way knowing what I know. Yeah. Crazy. These are supposed like Catholics, well, posing Catholics that are like in this occult, right? They're like, oh, no, we're Catholics. Right. But like in the dark shadows, they're, the you know, raping circle. and torturing kids. I think actually the Pope is probably, I don't think, I don't even think the Pope probably would have any part of it, right? So. No. I think the Pope is like, my feeling about the Pope is like it's one good person in there who's. Yeah, I like who, him. <laughs> see, that's the thing is that a lot of these Catholic officials are saying he's actually. A Satanist. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, either you know, that's true and we're just all blindsided, but or now that this is going on, they're gonna put him under because he's like the the good one who could, you know, get them in trouble. Well and you're gonna bring down the whole ship if you're going down. Right, exactly. And the Antichrist is supposed to be someone who is 
charming and well liked in a high position. He is definitely that. He is probably one of the most liked popes, if not the most liked pope that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. And that's by people who aren't even Catholics, you know, because he's not against gays or anything like that. He he's has never, everyone on his side. He does, ev- like everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked him until I just found out he likes to murder kids and rape them and chop their penises off and put them somewhere. Like, that is truly sickening. And I really, like, again, are you trying to say, like, oh, okay, is this fake or real story? Because it seems pretty real. For how insane and how far-fetched it is, like they wouldn't be offering money in all that for any information that could lead to prosecution if it wasn't pretty for real and they didn't already have pretty solid evidence of some things. God, that's disturbing. Yeah, as long as the website seems like it's a legit website and not one of those people making just random stories where... They just pull some bunch of bullshit together and they're like, then it's believable. Because, I mean, people could say, the government's offering this amount of money and, and I don't know, we're not over there, so we wouldn't exactly know if they're doing that. Yeah. Wait. Unless I guess you Googled government, or, you know, the government over there offering money or something and something came up, but. One one very big difference between Freemasonry free and the other two is that one has to believe in the supreme being to join. Satanists are explicitly atheist, and the historical Illuminati were anti-religious and accused of atheism at one time. Uh, Freemasonry is usually men only, whilst Satan, Satanism certainly isn't. Um, do you know James is a Freemason? Our buddy James? Um, I'm trying to think if I knew that or not. Yeah, the Masons have, um, they say, a famed tie to the Illuminati. It's more like a club. It's like the YMCA. What is involved with that? Um, You go to meetings and they're active in the community and uh, only men can join. Um, And then women can be a part of like a subsidiary of Freemasonry. Um where it's called Daughters of Job. And it's, um, you know, but but the weird thing surrounding is that, you know, they say that this is an exclusive club and that they get uh, certain certain privileges um, that common folk don't. Uh, Freemasonry is one of the world's oldest and largest non-religious, non-political, fraternal, and charitable organizations. It teaches self-knowledge through the participation in a progression of ceremonies. Members are expected to be of high moral standing and standing, and are encouraged to speak openly about Freemasonry. I mean, this has been going on since 1717. So James is a very smart, you know, guy, and he doesn't really buy much bullshit so that's what thing. made him attracted to that as what i wonder probably just because it was something everybody was talking about that it was like you know slightly um you know that the, there was controversy surrounding it because there are like a lot of uh, conspiracy theories surrounding freemasonry does he actually go to the meetings he went to a few really i don't think he's really that active 
to be honest with you. So he, he probably went to a few meetings. And I wonder what like, they talk about. You know. Is it like a sworn thing where they're not supposed to talk about it? This, see, that's what I think that he was hoping for, but then, like, nothing ever happened. <laughs> oh. So, I don't know. We're in Michigan. So, basically, Aren't... Holly's like, is that, like, my club? Right. <laughs> so, like, that's, that's the controversy club? surrounding it, that it is like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's just all battle. <laughs> we, you know, we need to have a Freemason on the uh, on the show. Yeah, but they couldn't really talk about it, could they? I'll make them talk about it. <laughs> Once you got the one that wants to break free. Right. I, I'm Mason gone. We're just bro. waiting outside of the meetings. Hey, you. We, we got our headphones on. Are you really happy in there? Were you really happy? Did they really pay attention to you? Be on our show. We'll pay attention. <laughs> you going to give me money? No. Vent, you can vent to us. There's no money involved. But. <laughs> but there's revenge. <laughs> revenge against what? There was a free buffet in there. Rub you back. <laughs> well, we got Slim Jims and Mountain Dew. <laughs> they just gave me flame and yawn. Your heart could desire. All the popsicles you want. We have liquor. <laughs> so if you're a Freemason, you're out there and you're actually listening. How many on the show? <laughs> How many are out there? It's a very a slim ch- chance that it one's like actually listening. I was waiting for my calling. And this is it. <laughs> they dropped that filet mignon so quick. <laughs> Popsicles, you say? <laughs> mm. Slim gems. Haven't had those in ages. Mm. <laughs> Processed meat. Tell steak. me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Children penises on the wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> so creepy. Mm. He had to put down his bow and arrow from his human hunting party. What? <laughs> Who put it on Podcast Detroit? <laughs> How do they know? Let's watch those ladies. Are sneaky. <sighs> Fun fact about James, though. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yep, James is Freemason. Well, James. Uh, I think, Damn, why didn't you tell me that? I think James just wants <laughs> to... James just likes to be a little bit of everything. Oh, Which you know, I appreciate because he has a mixture to him and he knows a lot about different things and he, like I said, he is a very smart man, and he usually doesn't believe in a lot of bullshit. So if he had a purpose for it originally, I'm sure it was a good purpose. Right. You know, obviously, yeah. if he didn't really stand it, he saw that it was not really anything that he wanted to take part in for a long term. But <laughs> And he's, like, agnostic about everything. Yeah, so I like, he's on, I think he's very intelligent, and he's also very skeptical Right. So he's like on that borderline where he's like, I'm not going to say that this doesn't exist, but I'm not going to say it exists. Right. He will always walk that line. (laughs) That's James. Hey, at least you have an open mind and you're not here nor there. You're just sliding right in that line. Right. Right in the middle. Smoking a cigarette and drinking some vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about it. Rather that than someone who's like, I don't believe you. Right. Show me. He is not an extremist. Basically, he's a, hmm, could be, could be not. I think I told you about <laughs> I someone I knew one time where... <laughs> <laughs> Let that demon out. <laughs> Shards of glass. <laughs> You're like, how that person do? Um, yeah, I'd be running. <laughs> the person, I think I, I told you about this, uh, this happened quite a while ago, but uh, <laughs> they believe in God. 
like I believe in God too, so we're cool with that. But, um, but then they would say, I don't believe in anything that you can't prove and show me. And so I was talking about energy, and it was like, uh, because we were talking about energy work, because. I'm a massage therapist. Casey's also a massage therapist. And so I was just talking about energy work and he's like, I don't believe in that. And I'm like, okay, well, what part don't you believe in it? He's like, well, the whole energy thing. And I'm like, do you realize that there is energy in everything around you? Like everything gives off energy. And so we give off energy too. And I can like, I can believe that you might think that it, it can't heal somebody or something like that. Like I can get that. But to say that there's no energy is just, kind of blows my mind and i'm not really the type of person who sits there and argues with people and belittles people but i'm like well tell me why you're saying that and then he's like well if i can't see it then it doesn't exist and i really wanted to say well you believe in god and we just have to believe that he exists because you know it's just a feeling and in the bible and everything and, and what's behind that but so he, I think you it's can't funny. say that he doesn't believe in energy when like it's like saying I don't believe in matter. What? Yeah, but it's like a scientific fact that there's energy. Yeah, everything is energy. We're all energy. So how are you going to say you don't believe in energy? <laughs> People are stupid. Exactly. You might not see energy. But I don't it believe can be in all that, that molecule mumble jumble. <laughs> I don't believe in potential energy. I don't believe that a rock can roll downhill. <laughs> what are you like? I don't Cosby believe that. Here? I believe in jello pudding pops. <laughs> My show that was on the internet, that uh, House of Cosby's. House of Cosby's. If you, you get a chance, you please look that, out. How, please. Yeah, if it's still on YouTube. Yeah, House of Cosby's. It's a, if it's, it's still a, on YouTube. It's a cartoon skit that definitely is not Bill Cosby approved. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Hash of Cosby's. It's about a man Very who was funny. obsessed with Bill Cosby. <laughs> it's animated. And he creates a cloning machine and he takes one of Bill Cosby's hair, hairs and uh, creates an entire house full of Bill Cosby's. This was way before the scandal <laughs> of him raping women. So Yeah, that was way, this was long before that. And Holly showed me and it's a riot. And Bill Cosby's lawyers demanded it like be taken down, but it's still somewhere out there on YouTube. House of Cosby's. I'm gonna have to find that. Absolutely hysterical. Uh, with that being said, this is kind of a heavy episode. Yes, yeah, lots of heavy shit. But there's a lot of heavy shit. Yeah, it's okay. We can be serious yeah. for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Energy. <laughs> Energy shit and people being weird and but craziness. The, I mean, that's stupid. The whole thing is that there's so much shit going on right now and i hate to put a damper on it but the this the state of our culture is scary it's terrifying it's terrifying it's the worst it's been in a long time and i don't know what it's maybe this needs to happen the downfall of and crumbling of mankind and civilization as we know it to get better i don't know where did all the good people go and why did they get brainwashed yeah. Usually a balance in versus good and evil. But how is evil overriding all things? Is it because money or is it because Satan has invaded the Vatican? <laughs> the holiest of cities? Like everything's yeah, backwards. But then we, but then we got, is. you know, our issues here where that's, you know, 
terrifying. In a different country, the Vatican. So it's like all over the world, though, that issues are going on, not just over there. The whole world's on fire. It is. And, um, I don't know, just people being uproared about Trump and, um, I mean, whether you hate him or love him, but that, and, uh, like we were talking about earlier, people just acting crazy and these Facebook killing things. And hopefully that's just a one-time incident where, I mean, people are losing their minds. People will do things and push and test the limits and crazy, but. Um, and for a minute, I'm like, well, I'm not that old. And I'm in my thirties. Was the world like just this bad? And I just didn't know about it because I haven't been around that long. <laughs> we didn't have Facebook back in our early twenties. Right. right. I'm like, maybe we know more about all the evil stuff because I mean, the internet has not been around that long. No, no, you're right. And it's really weird to think about that. We had t- talked about that one of our very first shows where we were talking about the history of the internet and how long it's been around. But <clears throat> to think that it hasn't even been around that long when it seems like it has. Right. That they're it's very crazy to think about because we think, well, without the internet and without this and that, I mean, cell phones haven't even been around that long. Where would we be? But, you know, back, th- back in the day, like a lot of stuff was not spread in, in the news because there wasn't the form of reaching that many people so quickly. Right. Right. So I'm like, are we just seeing all this evil stuff now because it's actually really increasing or because we have more means to get it faster to people? I'm sure it's probably a little combination of both, but I think it's both. Yeah. I would vouch for that. Well, anyway, from all of us here at the watch list, the world's on fire. Grab a bucket of water. Don't be an asshole. I'm do Casey stuff, Pierce. Do something good. Do Tomorrow. something good. Tomorrow. Next week. Whatever. Just <laughs> I don't know. Just just strap in. Try to be a good person and we're all along for the ride. The only thing I can say to you, one last thing, is that everybody makes a difference. And even if you don't think that you make a difference, you do. Yeah, that's true. And so I think that a lot of people are like, well, what am I going to do? I'm nobody. Right. No, it did. But does. like every little thing counts. So it takes one man to start a revolution. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. always said that. All right. Well, I'm Casey Pierce. And I'm Holly Ogden. This is Jess. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jess. It's on all the press now. Peace and love to you all. You're still on the watch list. Right. <laughs> Jesus loves you, but he still put you on that watch list. Good, All right. Good night. Good night.